Welcome to another episode of JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined by Ronnie. In our last episode, we ended the 2021-2022 NBA season. So with that, let's turn the page. Let's talk about the upcoming season, the 2022-2023 NBA season. The NBA draft is, uh, today is Wednesday the 22nd. The NBA draft is tomorrow, June 23rd. So by the time you hear this, the draft will have already occurred and future NBA players are probably making sure their suits fit as they prepare for the NBA draft. Uh, are you watching the draft? No, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, I'll watch it. I always like to, yeah, to hear these no. guys' stories and, and see, you know, where they came from. Cause you always hear some really just tragic stories about how these kids grew up in, you know, an area where yeah. they're either going to be in a gang or dead or, you know, they found basketball as their outlet and now, now they're in the NBA and, it's it's always it's always cool to see to see that. Those you know, sort of I think stories. that's why I don't watch it because I I don't like ESPN's coverage on that. I don't like ESPN in general because they focus on all the drama, like even with a single tweet to a player. You know, they just they go sure. crazy over a tweet. You know, so I just kind of stay away from all the drama. And I I like to see the results afterwards, but I'm not going to watch it. All right, no, well, fair enough. To each their own. Yeah. Um. So I have a couple of notes on on some predictions that I have for this upcoming season. And the first one I have near and dear to your heart is the Suns are going to drop quite a bit this next year, uh, unless they make some, some big move. If they stand pat, which I, I think is probably what they're going to do, they're not going to be the best team in the NBA as far as winning percentage goes. I think they're going to be a, a mid seed in the playoffs. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't make it out of the first round. That's okay. I don't care about them anymore. Anyways. <laughs> Just like that. Your lifelong team is gone, and you're now a Grizzlies fan. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they just disappointed me so much. I, I, why get my hopes up anymore? Year after year, that's just it's ridiculous. That's I'm, part I'm so of being a sports fan, Ronnie. No, you, it's you part invest of being a emotionally fan. in a team. No, no, it's for all. I mean, look at the Cubs fans. They went like a hundred years without a World Series. You, you, you root, root, Baseball. root for the home team, and if they don't yeah. win, it's a shame. I know Diamondbacks have that one championship, and that's like the only team out of Arizona that have one. Unless you count the Arizona Rattlers, who are the arena football team, or the the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA, they have like multiple championships. But yeah, no. If you if you look at the Big Four, the Big Four sports, only the Diamondbacks have won. Yeah, Uh, the Suns will not be joining them next year. I feel I feel they're going to take a step back. Now, again, the caveat is if they make a move, if they get KD. And KD's healthy. Um, that's a whole different story, but I I just don't think that's gonna happen. Okay, I'll say this honestly. I think they're gonna be back in the playoffs. There's no reason why they shouldn't be yeah. back in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And then yeah, it is always about health and who's gonna be the healthiest. I think they have a chance to. I mean, they definitely can be a championship team. They just weren't healthy, and it, you know, with all this COVID stuff that was going on. I hate to even say that because I don't even want to give them the excuse. They should have still played hard. They didn't those last two games, but there was some sicknesses and illnesses going around. Whatever, sons, I'm done with you. <laughs> uh, you could say that, but they did not look good in the Pelican series. They got, yeah. they just looked, they looked ill prepared for the playoffs. Ill. Huh, maybe they were sick. Um, <laughs> they just, they just didn't look good. And I, I don't think it would have mattered one way or the other. Dallas was going to beat them. And Dallas did beat them. That's, that's what, at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? They lost yeah. that series. Uh, I think they'll still make the playoffs. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that they're going to be a title contender like they were this year or they were perceived to be this year. I think they're going to be 
know, kind of the way that we, we looked at <laughs> the kind of the way we looked at Dallas or, or, or the Nuggets. Like, hey, yeah, they're going to be there, but no one, no one really takes them seriously. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I feel about the Suns. And because yep. the reason why is, and I have a whole list of players here. I think Chris Paul, I think, uh, LeBron, I think James Harden, I think Kyrie, I think those guys are all going to struggle this next year. I think you're starting to see all of the wear and tear that they've had over their careers. And, um, I just think they're going to take another step back. And their teams, their respective teams, are gonna are gonna fail because of that. Yeah, I think that the Suns just worked so hard this season to get to where they were, and then the way it ended with the way it did, I think it just kills your motivation. Where it just you're like, what's the point of working that hard to, you know, get knocked out of the second round in the playoffs? You know, so I I I don't see them working that hard anymore, and they're just kind of like, well, if we make it, we make it; if we don't, whatever. I mean, I don't, maybe, I, I think they maybe will put less importance. They need to put less importance on the regular season because the regular season record doesn't mean crap at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get home court advantage. The Suns are terrible at home. Yeah. Uh, but I do think some of the older players are going to struggle. I think we're going to see that this year. We've already talked a little bit about some of these struggles. I don't know that Kyrie necessarily is going to struggle from a game performance i just think he's a little bit of a weird dude and he's going to struggle to find a team where he feels comfortable and can excel um i don't think he's going to be on the nets next year we'll see how that plays out okay really all all it is with Kyrie is that he didn't get his covid shot and then he oh no there's more to it than that and then he played for a team that required him to have his vaccination card to be in the building and so he couldn't play any home games what 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 else is it what am i missing Kyrie thinks the earth is flat. Let's just start with that. <laughs> he legitimately thinks the earth is flat. So it, it anything is flat. else? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> anything I'm just else joking. you say, anything else you say about Kyrie, you just, okay, you can't take this dude seriously. He, he thinks the earth is flat. He's not a, he's not an intelligent person. He's kind <laughs> of weird. Every city he plays in, he has problems with. It's yeah. just, it's maybe, you know, there's a saying that if everyone you meet is an asshole, there's really only one and it's you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what with Kyrie. It's not these cities and teams that are difficult. It's, it's you, Kyrie. You're the difficult one mm-hmm. and your, your, your stick is getting old and you're going to struggle to find a competitive team that wants to sign you because of how toxic you are to a team. Um, so I'd be shocked if he's on the Nets next year. I, I don't know what the Nets are going to do, but I, I don't want Kyrie on my team, certainly. And I, I just don't, I just don't think he's a solid enough player to, uh, anymore to have that attitude. Do you have a guess at where he might go if he doesn't? Play no for the idea. Nets? Honestly, okay. I, nothing would surprise me anymore. Um, yeah. I think, I think you've got to look and see which GM is on the hot seat. Who's just throwing up a Hail Mary, hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, that's where Kyrie's going to go. Yeah. I did put, which is a little bit opposite. I think KD will have a great season. Maybe as a son, maybe as a net, maybe as a, maybe as a Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where he's going to land, but I just think he, you know, I'm rooting for KD. Obviously there, there's a little bit of bias there. Uh, but I think he's going to have a good season. I think he was frustrated in Brooklyn. Uh, in the position that he was in after having missed a whole season to come back and not really, not really have a good showing in the playoffs on the team. I think he's going to really be motivated to come back. And I think he's going to improve while those other players are going to take a step back. 
Yeah, I think he'll be fantastic too. He's had a few injuries here and there, but he's just an amazing player. You cannot stop this guy. So as long as he's healthy and he's on the floor, he's going to be at least a top five player in the NBA. So absolutely, he'll. I think he'll have a a better better year than uh, he did last year. I agree. Uh, also, on here is one of my predictions is that. You know, we, we talked about a little bit that Luca and his defense. I think people are going to see that blueprint and I think you're going to see it a lot more. They're going to force Luca to play defense. Luca needs to improve on defense. Otherwise teams are just going to take it to him. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch that. Hopefully he improves on defense if you're a Mavericks fan. Uh, but I, I kind of like, I kind of like it. Hopefully, yeah. Luca's uh, young. He, doesn't. he just needs a good defensive coach to just teach him the ways. Really all was, all he was doing was, uh, he would stand in front of the guard and, when the guard would blow past him, he would just stand there and he wouldn't do anything else. So he needs to. Yeah, he had bad he needs, foot positions and yeah, he just wasn't. He, just, he needs to learn to go guard the guy that his the guy that is helping him left. So as long as he gets that get on that guy, then he'll he'll be fine. Easy easier said than done. Let's yes. see what happens. Um, certainly talented enough offensively that you can overlook some of his defensive struggles, but teams are going to attack him. And he needs to he needs to adjust. Otherwise, it's it's going to be constant and nonstop. Boy, I can't wait to see Ingram though on the Pelicans. I keep thinking about Zion coming back and how that team's going to look because Ingram looks so good, and I, that's what I'm excited for. I, I want to see. I I I wonder if he's going to be the MVP talks. Ingram just just having Zion on the team. It might be more no. Zion, but yeah, Ingram think, looks so good. And then with a little help? crazy here, a little crazy here, Ronnie. Maybe yeah, Ingram but... is the MVP. Oh, could you imagine though? He'll if be that in the happens, just the slap in the face that is to LeBron, who was so adamant about getting rid of Ingram so he could bring in Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. That's that motivation. I I'm big on players that have motivation behind them. You know, so it's just I I don't know. I just I saw it in the playoffs. I saw something that I liked. He had that. KD ness to him, you know. So I, I just keep thinking of him whenever we start talking about KD. You know, I like to watch the NBA draft to hear those guys' motivation. So what, what, what makes the difference, Ronnie? Why do you care? Why don't you care about these kids <laughs> coming out of college? You know, I just don't watch college at all. I don't, I don't know I don't why. Either. Yeah, I don't I have a, a college bracket every watch. year. It gets embarrassing. I actually like filling out brackets because I just go with the same four teams and. Oh, this year I would have made so much money. I actually didn't fill in a bracket this year, but my regular teams is is a Duke, Kentucky, uh, who else? Arizona, Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, Kansas. Those are my four. Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet year after year. Oh, and North Carolina too. Sometimes I'll I'll throw them in if I can. Mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I agree. I think there is some motivation. There's a chip on Brandon Ingram's shoulder. Uh, Do you think the Pelicans pick up Zion's player uh, team option? Did they try to extend him? What yes. are, What is the relationship like with the Pelicans and Zion right now? Because you heard some rumors towards the end of the season that Zion really wanted to play. They leaked him doing that 360 dunk to show the world. is like, hey, I want to play. I'm healthy. These fools won't let me play. Do you think the relationship there is okay? Uh, yeah, good question. I, I hope it is because I want this team to stay together. So, yeah, you got to throw all the money you can at this guy to keep them there. And it's it's the team's fault for not letting him play. You're in the playoffs. You're, I mean, if the Mavericks beat the Suns, what if the Pelicans beat them? It could have been Mavs and versus Pelicans. And how far could the Pelicans have gone? How many more chances are you going to have to make the playoffs? Why would you sit Zion? Really stupid move on their end. But 
I think because they have such a good team right now and adding Zion, that Zion's going to want to stay. And I, I think their relationship's okay. Well, I don't think it's that Zion wants to stay. It's do the Pelicans trust him enough that he'll stay healthy, that it's that it warrants mm. paying? Because it's going to be a max deal because every deal is a max deal practically <laughs> yeah. now. So are they comfortable putting out that kind of money knowing his injury history, knowing he hasn't been in a game in, in so long? Um, or are they going to risk it like the Suns did with DeAndre Ayton, let him play out his last year and just potentially completely bulldoze that relationship? Maybe they were playing chess with them too. Maybe they kept him out because they didn't want him to perform well because of all these finances coming up, you know? So you, you say, yeah, you were injured. You couldn't play. So we couldn't see how well you did in the playoffs. And then now his contract year is coming up. So they're like, well, we can't offer you a max contract because we haven't really seen what you could do in the playoffs yet. But no, someone's going to offer him. An, I mean, if if, yeah. if James Harden's going to get a max contract, someone's going to offer Zion. There's too much potential there. And you're right, we haven't seen it. But some GM that's on a hot seat is going to do whatever it can to get him mm-hmm. uh, into the into the stadium there. So I, I don't think that's necessarily going to play out here because of his age. Yeah, <clears throat> but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They're going to be in a tough situation because we saw how quickly that relationship with DeAndre Ayton, the Suns, who kind of played that chess game and it blew up in their face where DeAndre, uh, from everything I hear, he doesn't want to be a son next year. The Suns have, he's a restricted free agent, so the Suns have some control over that. But do you really want a player on your team that doesn't want to be there? And the Pelicans risk doing that to Zion um, if they don't do something, whether it be extend him or or trade him. Yeah, what what are you going to do with DeAndre? You're going to give him a five year contract, and he doesn't want to play for your team, and he's stuck here for yeah. five years. He's just going to do the Ben Simmons thing and just be injured. Say, oh, my back hurts, or I'm not mentally healthy. You know, it's it's a bad spot to be in, and the Suns just continue to mess up things with their players. Yeah, and ah, uh, you know, when Lon Babby was whatever the heck role he had here, it just it felt like he okay. This is something I could do. This would be a terrible thing to do. Yeah, I'm going to do the terrible thing. Like he legitimately thought about the worst possible. Like he was trying to to bulldoze his team. And you see yep. it with DeAndre Ayton. They, they could have fixed this. They could have made it better so much sooner. And they chose we, not to. We made the finals last year. I mean, you should have offered him a, a, a great contract. He was your number one draft pick. But they didn't and they screwed it up right there. So that's, that ultimately comes down to the question, are the Pelicans going to do the same thing with Zion or are they going to learn from, from other teams messing up and, and make that? So it'll be interesting to see if they extend them. You know, the, the option deadline is I think June 29th. So they have a little bit of time to determine whether, I mean, they're certainly not going to straight up release him. Uh, but if they want to, to try to trade him or if they want to try to extend him or I think or it always comes down to, it comes down to, do you want to play against that player? Because if you're right. letting him go, you're going to play against him. So do you want to keep that player on your team because he's insanely good? Or does he have some some things where he needs to work on and you don't think he could work on it? You don't think he could become a better player, so you let him go. So he'll get yeah. a max contract. He will. He'll get a max contract somewhere, whether or not it's with the Pelicans. Yeah. To be determined. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the MVP next year? Do you have any predictions for that or who's going to be the who's going to win the championship next year do you have any yeah i do i do ronnie i have those on my paper oh my goodness you 
figured it out. You figured out <laughs> my code here. Uh, for the MVP, I, I left it blank, but I had a couple names in mind. And I, I thought if Luca does get better on defense, he's such a talented scorer. I think you could see Luca Doncic being the MVP. I also thought you could see Jason Tatum being the MVP if he takes his game to the next level. Cause I feel like the NBA likes those young guys improving and, and being the, you know, the star of the team. Yeah. And I, I think, I think either of those are, are good stories would be a good fit. They just, they just got to improve in a couple of areas. So yeah. those are my two, you know, one from the East, one from the West, who I think well, uh, has the potential of being MVP. So no Durant, no Jokic, no, no, Embiid? I, I don't think, I don't think you give it to Jokic three times in a row. I don't know that Embiid's going to stay healthy. I don't know that Durant's going to, obviously that's a big caveat of, of, yeah. of all those guys, but I, I just think they, they tend to, it's very sinusoidal with the way they pick the MVP. You know, it used to be point guard, point guard, point guard, and now you've had a center two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go more to a traditional ball handler. Okay, so let's do this. Take injuries out. Let's say you could, you know, turn the injury button off like on NBA 2K. So if, if these guys were healthy 100% of the season, would you still give it to uh, those players that you're predicting or would you, would you hand it off to Durant or Embiid or, you know, someone who, yeah, I'd still give it healthy? to those guys. Yeah. I'd still give it to either Luca or, uh, or Tatum. Okay. So my prediction for the MVP will be Ja Morant. I, I think he's going to win it. Um, he showed us a little bit of what he can do, and man, he he's gonna be insane next year. He we just got a taste of it, and oh my god, he's gonna be ridiculous. He's he's gonna take over the league. You just have to beat Jokic, and he is hard to beat. I mean, he Jokic could win. He he'll be my my second vote for MVP. I think he could do it uh, three times because he does everything. You know, he's an amazing shooter, defender, and passer. So he just has the overall package, and that's hard to beat. So. Has anyone but won it three times in a row, the MVP? Someone has. I don't remember who, but uh, I remember Steve Nash was was close Twice. to winning it three, yeah, three in a row. But and that's when I heard those talks of who was won it three times in a row in the past. Um, I want to say John Stockton was one, but I, I could be totally off. Bill Russell won I'm, five total, three in a yeah. row. I feel like it was on a. Wilt Chamberlain won four. He also won three in a row. Okay, I I thought it was one other player. Uh, looks like Larry Bird as well. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah, you have a lot more people that have won it twice consecutively, but not necessarily three times in a row. So, for example, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has won it six times. He won it back to back twice, uh, but never three in a row. Moses Malone won it back to back. Magic Johnson, uh, he's won three, including some back to back. Michael Jordan won back to back. Uh, Tim Duncan won back to back. LeBron yep. James, LeBron James has four total. Uh, Steph Curry back to back, and then Giannis and uh, Nikolai Jokic, obviously the most recent back to back winner. So yeah, winning it three times in a row is pretty pretty rare to do. Oh yeah, just winning that award anytime is impressive. But yeah, to get it three in a row, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. Do you know how they choose who the MVP is? Is it media writers? Is it former players or some combination of the two? Um, it's a combination of, of people. So they, yeah, it, part of it is the media. And then uh, I forget what the other part is. I'll have to look it up. I just wonder if a player's 
social media profile impacts that. So like John Morant, for example, has been very, very active on Twitter, but maybe not necessarily the right kind of uh, picture that the NBA is trying to create or, or the best way to attract a fan base if you're you know, the commissioner of the NBA. I started following him, so I, I know what you're talking about. I know about those tweets. <laughs> yeah, so if it is the media and you're tweeting things that maybe is negative towards the media or negative to the game, you know, these NBA writers who that's that's their job, I could see them maybe taking that personally and yeah. not necessarily giving you the accolades that you deserve, whether it be voting you for MVP or or even covering you in depth if if they feel like they've been wronged by you or, or something that you've said on Twitter. So I wonder if that plays a part uh, when they're when they're figuring out their MVP. Okay, it does say a panel of sports writers and broadcasters throughout the United States and Canada. Yeah, so there you go. They have a lot of say in that, and they certainly can use their own personal vendetta against a player if if they feel if they feel like they need to. So that's interesting. I wonder if that's ever happened. Okay, so looking at the Western Conference, who do you think? is the best team or who's going to make it to the NBA finals from the West for just the West. Yeah, just the West. So if you had to pick one team, who's your go-to team from the West, they're going to have the best record or they're going to win the finals, whatever you think. Pelicans. Okay. I, I guess I should have known that you love the Pelicans. Yep. I know that uh, we got Memphis Grizzlies on the side. We still have the Lakers. We're going to have to see what they do at the moment though. I, I think the Pelicans should have beat the Suns. I think they should have moved on and beat the Mavs. They definitely would have beat the Mavs. And uh, putting them against the Golden State Warriors, um, I think that would have been their best bet to to beat the Warriors. Just put a little Zion in there, sprinkle some Zion, and there's your win. <laughs> That's like the weirdest cooking show with just a just a sprinkle of Zion. Makes everything better. Are they the number one seed or the... Uh, I'll say number one seed. I think they have a lot of potential. I I do... I feel like the Lakers are going to come back and do something. They're so old. Because they... The, yeah. Well, it's, it's all they need is like one other player, uh, like DeMarcus Cousins or oh something. Oh, God, you know? DeMarcus. <laughs> just, just, you know... No, the Lakers are going to make it. No. <laughs> I, I'm going back on my what I just said. Lakers aren't going to do anything. They can't. No, they can't. But then the Warriors did. Like, they had injuries and they came back. So why can't the Lakers? Because they're old? Well. Weren't the Lakers healthy this year? I, I thought they were. No, they weren't healthy at all. The Lakers? Oh, I thought they played more. I guess not. Yeah. No, they, they what did they play? Like nine games together? I don't know. They didn't play many together. I forgot what the stat is on that, but yeah, if, just, if, if, let's say we turn the injury button off on them, would they make it? You know, let's say if they are healthy, I mean, they're definitely a playoff team. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then playing them in a playoffs, the Lakers, God, it's so tough to beat them. Like when they're at home. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I think it's all on LeBron's. I, I, I didn't see LeBron motivated at all. So it's just, uh, it's him. He kind of puts off that body language out there. Like when the ball gets stolen, he's just like, shrugging and not running back he's just like over it it affects the whole team the whole team sees that he's a leader and they're just like well crap like i just i just made my idol pissed off you know so should teams should teams let their star player like lebron or you saw this in football with aaron Rodgers? should they let that star player have say on who stays, who goes, what trade should be made, who gets drafted. You know, you have a general manager, you have a front office, that's their job. Should they be taking it what should. these players, especially these star players, have 
have to say and, and think about. You should, if you plan on keeping that player for the rest of your of his life, you know, if you, if you don't plan on trading him and you're going to do everything to keep him, and then yes. But if it's just the best player in your team with the chance to leave, like KD, then no. Right. That makes sense. You don't want to have somebody that's just a short timer around making those key influential decisions. But at the same time, that's not their skill set. Their skill set is to be on the court and, and to play basketball. So, I, I mean, I see both sides of it. I, I, I don't know that you can take what they say to heart and, and build a team around that. You have to do your own thing because ultimately you're accountable. Yeah, I, I really do think that there should be talks with all the players on a team. Honestly, this is my personal feelings. I think you want to get players' feedback about who in a league do you think is is someone that we need to look at. Who did you play against this year who made you go, hmm, we, we could use him on our team. He'll be a really good fit in this area. I think it's just a, like you have the open discussion and then you let the front office take over and make the, the absolute decision on it because you got to go with the, you got to deal with finances and everything, you know, so. But that's going to be tough if you're, if you're a power forward on a team and they're like, hey, who's good? And they're just name who would make our team better? And you're, they're just naming power forwards. You got to be like, hey, guys, I'm right here. Could you, uh, could you not throw me under the bus? I also imagine there's, there's a large subset of players that don't want their name associated with that, or they don't want to be asked that opinion. Cause that'd be kind of tough as well, especially if you recommend somebody yeah. that isn't necessarily going to work out. Or, you know, if you're the guy that comes in and says, Hey, I think we should bring in Kyrie and you know, that's going to end up as a dumpster fire. So I could see guys not wanting to be involved in that. Yeah. Well, some players are naturally like that too, where if you ask them something, they're going to be like, that, that's not my job. I don't want to, I'm, I'm not part of that. That's your job. You decide that I'm here to play. Um, but then there's other players like LeBron who probably like helping and like being involved. So he's like, Hey, I, I got this idea. What, what do you think about this? I think we should get this guy for that. Sure. I, I at the end of the day, you know, it's the GM that's, it's going to be held accountable for that. He's going to get fired if it doesn't work. So I guess, I guess you have to take what they say, but do what's best what you think is best for the team and, and get the input from the head coach that's worth more uh, but it is risky business if, if you make a star player mad then they have the power to get you fired which is so weird these days in basketball but okay yeah i've, I've softened my stance a little bit ronnie you've convinced me my pick for the team that's going to be the number one seed out of the west is your favorite team the dallas mavericks and i'm not a huge mavericks fan but the regular season is all about winning games, and you do that with offense. So we've talked about Luca's defense being a little bit, a little bit lacking, uh, but he could score. He could score a lot of points, and they they score a lot of points really, really fast, especially if they get on a hot streak there. So I think that they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season, and ultimately, I think they're going to be the number one seed out of the West. Now, I don't think they make a deep run in the playoffs because I think they get exposed in the postseason. And I think that the Memphis Grizzlies will be the team that actually comes out of the West and represents the West in the NBA Finals. So Mavericks number one seed, Memphis Grizzlies winning the West. And it, it's going to be nice to see some fresh teams that far on uh, as we approach the Finals. Yeah, I, I I don't love the Mavericks. I just think they play good basketball, but yeah. I don't think they're they a championship contending team yet. Hopefully never, uh, but yet. But you think they'll win the West? I think they will have the best record. I think they'll be the number one seed going into the playoffs. Because like I said, you gotcha. do win a lot of games with offense. That gets you pretty far in the regular season. Uh, ask the, the Steve Nash era sons. Mm-hmm. But 
you just they don't and also ask the Warriors, but the Warriors play good defense. They just Magic don't have don't the play good defense. They they don't have the team. They don't have the overall good team. You know, so I, I don't I don't really know why you're predicting it like that. Like, yeah, Luca's good. He's he's amazing, but the rest of the team isn't very good. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see, Ronnie. That's why we make these predictions. They can be wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not going right. to be upset if it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, so I'm predicting Pelicans. They're going to win more games Everything. than the Mavs. They're going to be the best team ever. They're going to yep. go 82 and 0, <laughs> and they're going to and they're going to make the the finals over the Mavs. So we're, let's see which team does yeah, better do out it. of those two. Um, who is your second pick? Oh yeah, the the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies are going to make the my, NBA Finals. So my second pick will be the Lakers. So we'll see which one of those okay. teams do better. So let's move on out west or out east. Somehow the Memphis Grizzlies are a Western Conference team. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but looking at the east, who do you have winning? Well, I'll go first this time. Okay. I have the Boston Celtics returning. I think that their players are going to have a year of experience under their belt. They're going to be a little wiser. They're going to be a little, a little, a little bit better. Uh, especially deep down into these series. And I think they're going to return to the NBA Finals. And ultimately, I think they're going to win the NBA Finals. Yeah, this this Eastern Conference is a tough one. I mean, so last year, the, the Heat won 53 games, and then Celtics 51, Bucks 51, Philadelphia 51, Toronto 48. So they're so close together. You know, it's the only difference by five games. So. I I'm gonna just play it safe, and I'll say the Bucks because they did have that injury, if you remember, with a uh, Middleton. Yeah, and Middleton. I, I think with them healthy, uh, they'll be right back where they were. Celtics would be my number two, though. But you know, I don't want to pick the same as you. It is so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna pick the Seventy Sixers. I I I hope Harden will get his act together, and they'll. Get a full, that team. A full off season with the team certainly yeah. is going to help him. Right, exactly. They'll get that team. It's hard to get together. traded mid season and and expect to contribute right away. Right. But I mean, he contributed to his waistline. It's funny that neither of us picked the Miami Heat, even though they were first this year. Yeah, they just look bad. Or neither of us picked the Warriors, and they won the championship. Yeah, they just look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I don't. I don't yeah. Care. At some point, their window's got to close, the Warriors, right? Yeah. I mean, we I, start to see Draymond Green dra- drop off quite a bit. Jordan mm-hmm. Poole is really good, though. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what Andrew Wiggins' contract is. Yeah, I don't know. Shoot. Maybe neither, I should go back ne- and pick the Warriors. Neither us, of us picked I like the Suns. Fresh, I like fresh team. Yeah, we both skipped the Suns. Yeah, and they had 64 wins, the best team in the league, yeah. and we didn't pick them. We saw regular season wins mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh. It was such a frustrating season. The the, the heat Suns. the heat's demise was pretty interesting because it seemed like Jimmy Butler wasn't interested in putting the team on his back. He just he was he looked, interested that first game, but after that, he yeah, started ha- having that. Well, remember he had that knee injury where he he left like uh, at like yeah. was it halftime. So I yeah. think he just had an injury never, where he just couldn't recovered. be his yeah his superstar self. Tyler Maybe. Hero's still on that team, so they they could still make it. Tyler Hero, yeah, he's you, a hero. If, if you keep that team together, they do have a lot of potential still. I mean, but they do. Well, yeah, it's really just with all of these teams keeping them the, together. The problem with the Heat is you have Bam, you have 
uh, Jimmy Butler, you have Hero, but the rest of it is like a who's who of, of G Leaguers that I guess PJ Tucker, well, PJ Tucker's a free agent, so he's not going to I was going to mention him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so you gotta, you gotta fill, you gotta get better at a lot of those positions. And we talked about it on an earlier podcast. I think it was called Beasts in the East, where we talked about the Miami Heat specifically and some of the upgrades they needed to make. Uh, this was before, I think this was when they were in the final four, uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, and I think we saw some of that get exposed in yeah. this playoffs as well. They didn't, you know, Max Strauss had some really bad games. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I didn't pick the Heat. Their depth isn't there. You need depth. But okay, yeah, we so did pick the Warriors. That's weird. I'm going to go, I know this is a little unexpected, but I want to go backwards and the one team that I think will make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs, I think the Pistons will make the playoffs this year. I think they have a super young team, but they're going to pick well in a draft, and um, they're they're kind of in rebuild mode. And I, I think they have the potential to to make the playoffs once they once they get their players together. And so, then, did you see that the Pistons made a trade today? No, did they? I missed it. They did. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with this player, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, he's been traded to it. Portland in exchange. So they sent him and the 2022 second round pick. To Detroit, Detroit gets the 2022 second round pick back from. So they exchanged uh, second round picks. They get a first round pick in 2025 and a second round pick in 2025. They also allegedly will get um, Portland will also get the most favorable 2026 second round pick between Bort- Portland, New Orleans, and New Orleans to Detroit. So Detroit gets some draft picks, but they lose one of their first round picks from uh 6 years ago, I think. So they're so the Pistons big pick last year was Cade Cunnington, and he he played decent this year. Grant, uh he played he started 47 games um He's averaging 20 40, points a year, I thought. Yes, yeah, 16.4 he was averaging. Okay. So yeah, he played about 31 minutes per game, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong set it was almost 20 points per game it was 19.2 i was looking at something what's what's per i don't know what that is but he has 16.4 of that whatever that is per yeah i didn't recognize that i what what, uh what are you on uh i am on i'm on something hold on let me get out of it (laughs) the score it's called and so it goes games game starts and then next is usually points per game so i kind of glanced at it and i thought that was it but yeah it's, i don't know let me see if i can find what site you're even on the score is what it's called yep i don't this use espn probably, i stay away from espn anything this is probably very entertaining podcasting right here <laughs> uh, what are you on <laughs> yeah, they're probably like per what a dumbass doesn't even know what that is how are these guys even uh, so on a podcast? I think I think you're wrong there because because they traded one of their starters for a future draft pick, they're in full rebuild mode. They don't they don't want to make the playoffs. They want higher draft picks. So I I don't think so, Ronnie. Okay. I'm gonna call shenanigans on that. No, yeah, I think they'll be the team that'll surprise you. And well okay, so, so Orlando at the end of Magic. next year, the end of the season, we'll be discussing surprises, and I'll say Detroit Pistons, and you'll be like, <laughs> "No, I told you." <laughs> yeah, and then I already picked my team for the East side, who didn't make the playoffs, the Lakers. So I, I think they'll actually yeah. make the, the playoffs this year. No one's talking about the Clippers. Do you remember who's on the Clippers? 
Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Does anyone? Paul George. Does anyone remember these guys? Does anyone think they're going to do anything this year? No. that's the thing that's what's been so cool about the nba is that you have i feel like you just have superstars all across the league Mm -hmm. and legitimately you could have completely new teams in the finals next year completely new teams in the playoffs you can turn it around so quickly if you avoid the injuries if you get some key contributions from players and i mean who would have thought the celtics were going to be in the playoffs unless you're a diehard boston fan I think you probably thought they were a, a year or two away with Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. That was the best part of this year. Everyone thought the Lakers were going to make it. The Brooklyn Nets were going to make it. They had yeah. all these superstars. They were stacked. And they barely did anything. So that, that, it was really cool. I mean, the Nets made the playoffs, but yeah, they didn't do very well. Yeah, they just a short time in the playoffs. Yeah, big surprises and all these young teams coming up. I, it's weird because normally I, I like all these superstar teams and all these old players you know, doing really good, but... This year, I like the younger teams coming up and and showing these older players, who, you know, who but who's coming into the league, you know, and who's the new superstars, Boston right. Celtics especially. Yeah, for sure. So, um, who, who who's winning the NBA championship? I don't. I'm not sure if you mentioned that. Oh yeah, out of those teams, I choose. Uh, I think I will go with uh, probably the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. So the Bucks versus the Pelicans with the Bucks on top. I have the Grizzlies versus the Celtics with the Celtics on top. Okay. I think the Bucks will defeat the Pelicans. <laughs> okay. Or the Lakers. What was what was the Pelicans mascot name? Do you remember? Uh, like Rudy, Tootie, no, I think Fresh it was, Didn't it still start with the P? Pooty? No. Yeah, that's what I want to say. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, Pewdie the Pelican. Our... Pootie the Pelican, Pelican's yeah. mascot. Pelly. I called him Pelly. Pierre. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were way off. Pierre the Pelican. <laughs> I knew it started with a P, though. Samsonite. Yeah, we got it. You got Samsonite. <laughs> I was way, way off. off. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre the Pelican will maybe be in the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him dunking. Put him on a trampoline. Throw him in the air. So a couple of key dates to remember. Uh, the draft is tomorrow, June 23rd. Yeah. Tomorrow for us. By the time you hear this, it has already occurred. Teams must say yay or nay, uh, and players must say yay or nay to the options. So player options and team options, those are due June 29th. Summer League is coming up uh, first two, three weeks of July. And NBA free agency just around the corner, June 30th, 6 o'clock Eastern time. I'm not sure about the time. June 30th, uh, this moratorium period opens, and that allows teams to make deals with players, players with teams, etc. They could do visits officially, uh, but they officially cannot sign until July 6th. So there's a little bit of a time where teams can go uh, and, and look to players, talk to players. So before before they can sign officially, there this moratorium period, which a lot of teams take advantage of, and you'll start to heal hear just wild amounts of data coming out from that from teams' visits and uh, unofficial contracts. Um, like I said, nothing becomes official until July sixth. So yeah, the NBA free agency, the NBA draft. You have team player, you have team options, you have player options. You're gonna have a whole bunch of trades. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the NBA offseason, which is great. 
Uh, at some point, they'll release the schedule for next season, and we'll know officially how many more days we must wait for NBA basketball to return to our hearts. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, there's clips. Watch old games. Relive the glory days of your favorite team. <laughs> Whatever those may or may not be. Uh, but yeah, basketball is here. It's yeah, well, still here even in the off season. When you guys start having the urge, you know, when you start missing basketball, you know, just go back to our podcast and we're going to be talking about the, the draft picks and we're going to be talking about trade rumors and who's being traded and we'll keep you up to date and all that stuff too. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks guys.